Welcome to Core Voices, your space to raise your voice, to talk about the pressing, hard-hitting issues that surround us, that the community often hides away from, or they're labelled taboo. This is a space that is non-judgmental and open and free for you to share your stories and your voice. We want to hear your voice. We want to know what your story is and share it on this platform. Please reach out to us at info at corevoices.org. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Check out the website to stay connected with us, corevoices.org. We're here to hold this space together with you and for you, to serve you in your needs of emotional and mental wellness through the traumas, trials and tribulations that we all experience and go through. Last week we had a pretty hard-hitting episode which pulled at a lot of our heartstrings, raised awareness to issues that exist in front of us in plain sight, sexual, sexual violence in Gurdwaras and in our communities, in our homes and in our societies. It's quite upsetting and disturbing to know that this happens in Gurdwari, spaces that are supposed to be safe. We will talk more about this in the coming episodes and maybe even touch on it today. The theme for us will continue to be sexual violence. And for those of you that keep up to date with social media, you'll know that this past week celebrated or commemorated the third year of the Me Too movement. If you didn't see it already, look out for the hashtag SickMeToo because the movement has started. People across the world are connecting, sharing their stories, connecting through their traumas so that we can rise together as a community and Core Voices has begun this initiative to become your voice. We need to be able to help victims go on that journey to become survivors. There has to be accountability. We have to seek justice where possible and appropriate support our community and bring some form of reform and safety into our community and our Gurdwari, definitely in our Gurdwari. Today's guest is based in Toronto from the Punjabi Community Health Services. And today we're going to talk more about this issue and how widespread this is. Most of us are still in denial. We're not accepting how often this happens and how close to home it can exist. We just are not aware of it. We need to raise awareness. We need to educate ourselves. And more important, we need to stand together. If you see in the comments below, you'll see the link for the survey that we're putting out. Please, please complete that survey so that we can actually understand where we are as a community and how, how much work we need to do and how we can support you in that work. That is going to happen together. Join us in creating this movement for the hashtag of sick me too. We need this. We need to go through the healing of this trauma as a community and we can only do it once we raise our voices. Today I'd like you to help me to welcome Bonit Dillon. She is the Communications and Research Analyst at the Punjabi Community Health Services. Puneet Dillon received her doctorate in the field of journalism and mass communication. 
the key motive of her PhD research was how men's perception of women's roles change or ossify and consequently influence men's treatment of women. She served as the head of Department of Journalism and Mass Communication at the Khalsa College in India and has successfully completed various research projects pertaining to active feminism. Presently, she works as the Communications and Research Assistant at Punjabi Community Health Services in the Greater Toronto Area. She's responsible for sharing knowledge generated through case studies and analytical papers and maintaining external key relations. She has also been recently awarded as peer champion of the Neighbours, Friends and Family campaign by Okasi, where she gathered, shared and disseminated both awareness and knowledge about resources and techniques of empowerment available for the vulnerable members of our community. That is incredible work, absolutely stunning work. And it is my absolute pleasure to have Bneet Dillon today with us on Core Voices. Welcome, Bneet. Hi, Jasmeet. Thank you. Thank you so much for such a warm introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, for doing the work that you do, and just helping to make our community safe. It's, it's, I, I must say that uh, pleasure is all mine being here because this subject is, is very close to my heart. So whenever it comes to women, empowerment and any type of denial of things to women, so it, it's very close to my heart. So I just jump into the show. I just become a part of it from somehow. <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you. Thanks. It's not easy to do. I'm, I'm fascinated by your journey because it's not often that women get to study these sorts of topics, especially in India. Can you tell us a little bit about how that was for you? It wasn't easy for me either because uh, when I started, even when I planned to do my PhD, so my um, my family, they were like, why are you choosing something related to women? These type of topics, they, they are not something to be talked about. You should keep quiet. You can talk about these things. So choose something else. Go for another like print journalism, go for advertising, go for management. Why are you choosing these type of topics? Do you think they need any further exploration? This is just a value about nothing. You guys are creating um, noise out of nothing so uh, my family basically i would say they they uh, they were very much into that i changed my phd topic and i have my research into some other more meaningful topic or more meaningful field that was very funny actually at that time yeah that is incredible <laughs> it, it was <laughs> yeah I mean, I, when I say what was that like for you, I mean, in India, when you're coming forward in that space of um, just even as a feminist or empowering women, sometimes that can be seen uh, quite negatively. Mm -hmm. yeah. How were you treated in, in the community? Were you supported? No, not at all. Because uh, when we talk about women empowerment, this is something which people don't digest. Usually they don't digest it. I'll, I'll share a very beautiful um, internet quotation which I just came across. Uh, I'll read it more from my phone so that I make justice to the content and the one who has written it. So okay. it says that patriarchy is like a man having his boot on a woman's neck. 
So feminism is women complaining about the boot. Conservatives insist that there wasn't a problem with the boot being on the neck of the woman until the woman started talking about it. And mm. if she should just be quiet about the boot, there wouldn't be any problem about it. Male <laughs> allies think there is a way to talk about the boot being on the neck that appeals to everyone and doesn't alienate those that would help remove the boot. Good guys insists that not all men wear the boot and mm. women with internalized misogyny insist that they have a boot on their neck by choice and they love it. They insist something wrong with women complaining about the boot, but the boot is never removed from the neck. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so I, I could just feel that my whole work, it, it's been captured, it's been recapitulated in this one paragraph. When I read it, I was so amazed by this. Everybody, they have the problem with the boot being discussed, with the women being complaining about the boot, but no one is actually worried about the pain which the woman is experiencing because of the boot being pressing her neck. No mm. one is talking about that pain mm. and no one, no one seems to be worried about it. No one seems to help her in removing the boot from her neck. So it's it's quite um, funny actually. Yes, that is that is funny and sad all at the same time because yes. everything you said is true. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I love Punjab. Um, mm -hmm. I like to visit out there as often as I can. I mean, this year... I've only been there once um, before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. But just even visiting there, you mm -hmm. can see the massive gender difference. Yes. Um, I can't imagine what that is like when you're trying to work there as a an independent woman. Um, and you were working at the Khalsa College. Yes. Is that the one in Amritsar? Yes. And what were your experiences there with gender equality so i my, my experiences were no different from any other woman any other woman in punjab or in our punjabi community so um even I, I could even see my young students experiencing the same thing at that time but i don't want to talk about experiences I want to talk about the recognition of those experiences. Like you previously mentioned, that we all are in a denial of this thing. That there is something happening which needs to be improved for women. Something wrong is happening for women. We are denying her all those rights, basic rights and other things. We, need, we are living in a denial. So now when we have started talking about these things on these shows like yours and there are various other community education and community engagement programs happening all around. So now the journey has started. So probably we may be able to reach from the denial to acceptance of this. So we cannot just do the damage control. We cannot just do the problem solving at this stage. First thing is that we have to come out of that denial mode. I call it like a typical, uh, if, we, uh, if we see people who are on synthetic abuse or any other type of drug abuse around us. So the first thing which they need to recognize, which all the addiction specialists and any other people in this field would recommend is that first you need to come up with your denial that mm -hmm. no, I, I don't have this problem. And when you have recognized this, yes, yes, this problem is existing, then we can move to the acceptance stage. And from acceptance, we can do the problem solving. It cannot be just that we can, we are in the denial and we can do, do the problem solving. Because according to me, 
a problem well put is half solved so now when we have started putting this problem uh, with these shows with the social media with other good talk shows coming around i think we have put the problem very well and now we can look up look towards it that it is solved in a very short time from now so there is a hope to get it solved otherwise if we are just living in a denial that there is nothing wrong with women they are just complaining about the boot on their neck and they should this should be loved the boot should be loved so i don't want to sound very aggressive here but uh, let's revert it let's try to put the boot on the man's neck and then ask them that <laughs> how painful it is do you want to remove it <laughs> so it should be the other way around let's try like it's 21st century going on we can revert it we can put the boot on the man's neck and you know then all those anti feminist approaches and all those i don't want to name any campaigns all these things they come into play uh so now look women have their rights now they are trying to exploit men <laughs> yeah how interesting that would be <laughs> yeah, exactly I, i don't want to be a typical feminist but uh feminist of course i am a feminist but not the one defined by those who are anti feminist here mm. so the it, it's it's not a theoretical portion going on that i identify me am myself as a feminist or a post feminist these are all bookish things we we need to come up we need to come out and discuss these things like uh, if, even if we talk about literature and these movements i i came across a punjabi book and i was reading that so it was um, by a punjabi writer and uh, she I, i will not identify her name here so she was talking um, first she was she came up with a very feminist approach that पति वो भेड़िया है जेड़ा तेन अपनी दाड़ थले रख के कहता है कि देख मैं तेन बाकी मर्दा तो कि बचा के रखा है सो दैट्स वॉट शी रोट एंड इन द सैकेंड चैप्टर शी रोट इट सब कुछ है घर है बच्चे हैं पर पति नहीं है नो is she confused herself confused we we need to draw that line that it's not that man and woman have to fight they don't need each other they they do need each other man needs a woman woman needs a man children need their father they need their mother we need to bring them on an equal platform we need to give them a proper partnership in that it's we, we are not talking about that women are superior to men men are inferior to women they sh- they should be punished they should be hold, held guilty for these things it's not like that but it's the other way around it's high time that we start talking about partnership of men and women mm. in this modern society to support the democracy to support the progress so l- let them be partners and partners are equal yeah. <laughs> that that would be really nice that would be yeah. very nice yes it it has to be 50 50 partnership <laughs> mm i'm fascinated by the title of your phd research which was how men's perception of women's roles change or ossify and consequently influence men's treatment of women what were your findings in that research i mean i'm sure it was fascinating could you share some of that with us i, I would love to whenever i get time or a platform i am just overwhelmed <laughs> with that <laughs> so uh, my phd's title was impact of women centric films in triggering social change with special focus on creating awareness and sensitizing women so in this one i wanted to see how cinema has changed the portrayal of women 
we keep on talking time has changed women protagonists have changed so look now women are wearing uh, pants they are wearing mini skirts they are uh, being showcased as uh, equal to the male partner but it still is missing first thing which is missing is that they are still not the decision makers women they are still not the decision makers in the films if we ever see that there are there are, there are many films I, I can name them like Ganga Jal, those typical Akshay Kumar and Ajay Devgan type films in which they are the police officers or they are the uh, civil servants. They have a wife, and that wife is the woman protagonist. It, it could be a leading star of the time. It could be the contemporary uh, good actor, mm-hmm. but then that woman is just placed there by purpose by the filmmaker who also happens to be a man so she's placed there to give a relief from that tragic and a very very serious plot which is happening around the male actor's life so male actor is running after the hoodlums he's um, um, acting against those anti-social elements but there, there needs to be a break in that very very tense plot so here comes the wife of that super cop which happens to be the woman protagonist. So they are still not the decision makers. They may be wearing jeans, they may be wearing Western clothes, they may be talking in English, they may be shown with a very good lifestyle, but they are not the decision makers in the forefront of the family. And the second thing is a woman which which we call as femme fatals. So those femme fatals are very, very fatal for, for people who cannot digest women empowerment. So those femme fatals are woman who wants to live her life on her own terms she she wants to uh, take a sip of drink okay go ahead she wants to fag a cigarette okay go ahead she wants to have or may she doesn't want to have children okay go ha- go ahead that's her choice she wants to uh, lose weight she wants to gain weight she wants to marry at this stage that's her choice so whenever she starts doing anything which is her choice she becomes the vamp in the film, like typical those Bindu characters in the film. So whenever a woman defies those social template, which is defined in our society. So whenever she defies that social template, what happens is by the end of the film, that woman, she is either uh, killed by somebody. She's either divorced by her husband. She either commits suicide. She either is shown going to the depression or she is shown in the end like a very sudri woman in the end who wears a sari, who wears a silver suit, covers her head in the end and becomes those, that pativrata woman in the end. She somehow has to leave her all her uh, basic rights, all her rights of choice, all her freedom and surrender it to the male counterpart because she has to fit into that template of number one society in which she is uh, living, number two, the society in which the film will be portrayed. Because the film which will be portrayed in cinemas, the film which will be screened around in community centers or wherever for commercial or for entertainment purpose. So who 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 are the people who are watching the film? Male. Majority of men are watching the film. Who are making the film? 80% of filmmakers in Bollywood or Hindi cinema, they are men. Who is the most powerful person in the film? The male protagonist who happens to be a man. So she has to deal with that triple male phenomena in that film and then fit in that template which is set by all those three men who are either watching the film making the film or acting with her in that film and then in the end become a sudri woman hmm. 
women and sati sabitri women in the end so th- this was uh, the finding of my uh, phd that whatever we do what howsoever modern we be- we become we can change our language we can change our eating habits we can change our talking language whatever we want to change yes we are changing but what we are not changing is the status of the women in the family we are not giving her the status of the decision maker we are not accepting her as the partner 50% partner of the male counterpart and then we are scared of those fatal women uh, sorry fatal women who want to live life with their own choice hmm. let's talk about an example like okay we we all say this woman she drinks a lot typical in punjabi culture okay ta sharab pindi hai a cigarette pindi hai ikalli rehndi hai changi nahi hai so my question is that how many men drink how many men smoke cigarettes how many men do every other thing in the world but they are never judged on that that their character is never assassinated on those things but a woman whatever she does she has to pay some tax to the society for doing these things mm. okay drinking drinking smoking i'm not promoting anything anything here uh, through the show these are things which have something to do with your health not with your character mm. So, so th- this is a huge question that why do we character assassinate a woman if she wants to live her life her way she she wants to do it let her do it why why do we want her to be a typical an ideal of sacrifice a typical mother india type of why do we want that why is expected why is so much expected from her so yeah i i agree i my um, everything you've said is is so perfect and that mm-hmm. depiction of uh women in that role we take it so um normally casually and we don't realize the effect that it has psychologically because then that is how we are judged that is how we are seen um and i've noticed this a lot that when when a woman becomes a victim of any type of violence any type of abuse um the first thing that's always observed is how was she wearing her hair what were her clothes like where was she what time of day was it who was she with but it's never the same questions that go to a male um and it it's the subliminal layers of how the messaging has been implanted in here through the the tv screen and through the information that we absorb that changes that so uh that is very very important work and um thank you for looking into that for us i mean i hope is it available the your findings are they available anywhere yes. for people to access yes it's, it's available on shodh ganga so all uh, not not india thesis all uh, university thesis they are available on shodhganga.com so it's available under dr puneet dillon and it's impact of women centric films in triggering social change and it's done by center of advanced media studies punjab university patiala and my uh, guide for that was dr gurmeet man and i would like to add what you said recently uh, jasveer that we we start blaming women for what are they what were they wearing when the rape happened who were they with when the rape happened so this is interesting to know do these people answer this question that rapes were happening even before mini skirts were invented then why did they happen at that time with women they were only indian especially punjabi women so mini skirts and all these type of things they came to india at a very later stage especially in punjab i don't think they are still there in punjab i, I don't have any idea now but uh, they were happening even with salwar kameez 
then the, 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 is there something wrong with the, the salwar kameej no there's nothing wrong with that and then uh, rapes were happening okay why was she out of the house after seven so are the rapes not happening if the women is staying inside the house yes they are very much happening then uh, why what was she doing at that particular place so she is with her mother she is traveling to uh, some religious place she is wearing a salwar kameej she is not looking around she is not vocal and she is still raped now we have ruled out everything we have ruled out all those expectations which they wanted we have given it to the woman so now she is totally perfectly uh, 100% uh, happening on those templates which have been set by the male patriarchy in our societies so, so she is totally justifying that but she is still raped okay can that male patriarchy answer that that why she is still raped it is a huge question then there, there's there's something wrong with men can we can we look at that through that angle could it be something not wrong with the woman but wrong with the man who has raped her it's just just perception can be changed maybe let's just change it for 10 years and then work on it for 10 years coming 10 years Let, let's because i'm a researcher so i talk like a researcher let's do a pilot let's do a pilot <laughs> a global pilot that uh, we start changing uh, things with men not with women let's see the results let analyze the results let's uh, bring up the findings yes it could be helpful it could be a good research it could be a good global research absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah. that that would be very good to do um i don't know how far we are away from that for men to be uh willing to participate in a career yes. pilot for us it would yes. really change the whole dynamic of things if we could because you're right um perception is everything and women are overly sexualized even in our community and even though modesty is supposed to be what's encouraged as you just very rightly pointed out even when we are modestly dressed wearing salwar kameez covered from head to toe it doesn't stop abuse happening in gurdware i mean uh one of my sisters gurichan and kaur was on the co voices talk show um in the beginning in fact the very first episode and she talked about an incident where she was at darbar saheb and you know she had an encounter of somebody inappropriately brushing past her and touching her body um and that happened when she's fully covered at the gurdwara about to go to do darshan mm-hmm. so you're absolutely right in what you said regardless of how we dress ourselves it will not solve the problem until the perception in the mind of men has been transformed because they are the ones who are looking at us as sexual objects yes definitely and where is that perception coming from so it's coming from the conditioning of mind of these men these men when they they were born so when they are born they have no idea about good and bad they have no idea of self they have no idea of man woman no idea of whenever baby baby is born so gradually they get to learn about their body okay so we all have seen uh, little those infants pulling their own hair and then crying because they don't identify that this is the part of that this is something which is part of their own body and if they pull it and it gives them the pain so that's why they are crying but they gradually understand this that okay this is mine myself so they understand the concept of self and now comes the mother that i am your mother i can protect you from everything i am your father i am your family your grandparents your sister brother now they are the cousins and these are good people these are bad people this is your home this is your school so we tell them everything 
So when we are doing the smaller conditioning of that child who is growing up, we are also simultaneously doing those bigger level conditioning of that person that you are the boy. Boys don't cry. You can boss around your sisters. You can question them. Where were they going? What were they doing? Who were they talking to? This property, it belongs to you. They, these women, these girls, they are nobody. We are just going to get them married off to somebody and send them away. This house is yours. This property is yours. You're the boss of the house. So here, here we give them that wonderful conditioning. And now they have that deep inside conditioning of their minds. And then they internalize these concepts of uh, male toxicity and uh, machoism and superiority complex. I am the one who's the boss of the house. So this is where it is coming from we, we really need to condition our mothers we really need to condition our sons we need to condition our fathers it's okay if you got a son born it's fine you have not done something which is very different from the world that no other woman has done it's just a son equal to the daughter why are you celebrating it like that why are you beating those trumpets it's just a son so now it's your responsibility. It's a high responsibility going forward in this 21st century. It becomes a bigger responsibility than delivering a girl that you're delivering a boy. You need to eliminate, undo all these conditionings of the social and the familial patterns. You need to undo these patterns and then you need to put in the new patterns of equality, partnership with the women. You need to do your homework as much more than any other woman who's delivering a baby girl. It's lots of efforts, lots of responsibility. Yeah. Very beautifully said. That is where we need to begin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's equal education, re-education of the mothers as to how what sort of men are we raising, right? Yes. And also of the fathers to become the right sort of role model for their sons yes. and their daughters, ensuring that there's equality in the household. That would definitely make a massive change. I mean I grew up in a household with three brothers and I was the one who was cooking and cleaning and they were allowed to go out and do ash, go with their friends and, you know, do whatever they wanted to do. But I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wish it could have been different. <laughs> I, I wish it could have been the other way around. Like what would happen if a son is doing uh, the dishes, if he's cooking? Nothing. It's, it's just a human being cooking for yeah. and and uh, like I'm, I'm amazed at uh, that those reactions when women say, "My son made tea for me." Wow, <laughs> your daughter daughter makes it every day. You you are never fascinated by that. <laughs> she 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 was not born with those. <laughs> Because as, as we say that to learn, we need to unlearn. Now, this has to be unlearned before we learn any type of equality, equity, whatever term we come up with, whatever new wave, feminism, post-feminism, post-to-post-feminism, whatever we come up with, we need to unlearn these things. Like, you know, we have those control Z and control, <laughs> control as things in computer. We need to do that, do and undo <laughs> type oh. of things. Then begin with a fresh page. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the work that we have to do. But it's, it's, isn't it interesting? I mean, I, I'm sure 
in your childhood you experienced this so much and that's what brought you to where you are um now we find humor in it because it's it's normalized but um in my head i remember that my father if my brothers were ever trying to help in the kitchen he would stop my brothers give you kuriya kamya and i was like come on like you i was 11 years old um when i was making roti for the whole house um so three brothers and my dad like roti and that ted lag janda siga te roz coming back from school cooking for everybody fir main apna homework karke bhande to ke fir sona and kalu fir main din shuru karna na main 11 years old hai na and my brothers or roti roti je unna da man kita aake kha ke fir chale gaye um they didn't really care for the cleaning up part it wasn't their job and when the fathers come in to do that to do what my dad did that's what perpetuates that negativity even more hana if my dad had have said to them kivi vadhiya aaya tusi karo hor karo madad karwao it would change the mentality hana so it requires parenting to be done more consciously to understand how those small small things make massive impacts later on in life exactly and and that's what has been happening there are two things which i would like to add here that when we when you are talking about your uh, experiences that you were making roti and doing pande and other things for the family for your brothers they were watching tv and uh, hanging around so no one cared about your choices here you were not given a choice you were supposed to do that so did i i did that too my brother would have been watching tv and hanging out with his friends somewhere and i would be helping my mom in the kitchen it happens with every punjabi household kudiyan nu kitchen chalalo munde mundeyan da ki hai nahi mundeyan da bahut kuch hai je aap aa cheez katti na mundeyan da ki hai mundeyan di hi problem create kiti hui hai kudiyan waste and then nobody asks you for your consent consent now no ne vyah karan lagge puchna now no ne career choose karan lagge puchna i never wanted to do what i did uh, my my parents they forced me into medical stream i i never wanted to do that nobody listened to me then i had to come out i had to step out like a rebel main nahi karna kar lo tusi jo karna main padhna hi nahi i don't want to be a doctor no and even if i can do that i don't want to do that like Uh, let alone i can do it or i can do it that's a different story but even if i have that capacity i don't want to be a doctor i don't want to see the blood i don't want to see people in pain every day i don't want to simple but no, no one asked me for that no one gave me that freedom to choose my career but then finally after that i i had to become a rebel until date i i have been marked as a rebel in the whole i would say khandan ye ek gal nahi sundi kisi it's not that then look at your boys oh gal sunde nahi kisi de you you never come up with any problem with your sons all the problem is with the daughter who chose her own career so so basic basic denials imagine chhoti chhoti aur eh denial kisi munde nu ek din family ch karke dekh lo denial of choice te consent karke dekh lo family oddan hi klesh pajuga डिफरेंट थिंग but it's just the the inequality how disproportionate it is um boys can get married at any age 
girls must be pressurized and forced to marry somebody that we don't even like or know yes. just because it's the done thing and then it's like some women don't want children but it's expected that you are a baby making machine that is what you are designed for therefore if you are married you must have children hana and all of these expectations and je agge ja ke je na tada rishta nibya and you end up being getting divorced hana then all hell breaks <laughs> all hell breaks right. it's it's same like i i talked about the template the social template je we aap apni excel sheets banaune ha we uh, this thing put it in red put this in green so template and number 1 is she ready to uh, is she ready to marry the boy of the of her parents choice yes no जे यस है तो ग्रीन कर दो नो है तो रेड कर दो सो दिस इज द बेसिक टेम्पलेट विच सोसाइटी हैज क्रिएटेड फॉर वुमेन इज शी रेडी टू लिसन टू हर ब्रदर इज शी रेडी टू लिसन टू हर हसबेंड इज शी ओके इफ हसबेंड स्लैप्स हर वंस फिर की हो गया थप्पड़ी मारे उसे फिर की हो गया आई मीन दिस इज द टेम्पलेट ते ओ मार के देखे फिर 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 देख दें की होता लेट्स सी यस या समबडी दैट आई नो रिसेंटली she got divorced and they asked her why why do you want to get divorced and she said you know mere thappad mariya and the response was bus that was the response that she got back yes. that, that's it you got a slap and now you want to get divorced what like it's just one slap exactly what you said we should find we should be okay with that but the people around us who are saying that to us are not realizing what is wrong with that sentence and the most of them are women who are saying that i'm sure that most of them must be women who are saying that fir ki ho gaya sade vi ta pe jandiyan ne assi ta khad de and now these are the women who are saying that that we love the boot on our neck we have it by our choice huh. no it's not by choice it's about your priorities you don't give priority to your self respect you don't give priority to your freedom you don't give priority to your that personal satisfaction your your existence your well being you you being a human being you don't consider yourself as a human being you have done something else to you god created you as an individual as a free being you did something else to this free being you totally shattered it you 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 have destroyed god's creation no no one was born with chains whether it is by the name of the husband father brother children what no one was born with those chains mm-hmm. you created those chains around you and apne ta guruwan ne bhi kya zulm karna bhi paap hai to zulm se aana udon bada paap hai to tu sahi jaan hu then you are not listening to it hmm hun hun je dekh kai dekhan wale sunan wale log ye bhi kehnge kehde zulm hunde ne na लंघ चुके जिथे चुप रहना जिरी गल सही है 
So sexual violence is something which, yes, definitely we do come across such problems. Mostly, but what we experience is that sexual violence is from somebody who is known to the victim. So it happens. And mostly in our culture, women don't even report these type of cases. There have been a few cases in Brampton where um, the, the, this type of sexual abuse, it was created by the father. It was created by the immediate family member of that uh, victim. But then it took a while or even very long for the victim to come up and report that issue even to their mothers. And there was one case, I don't want to identify the person. So she said that. Uh, I told my mother that this is what my father is doing to me. Oh. But my mom said, okay, now keep quiet. Sadi bezdi na karmai baare ganna karke. To mother di izzat ejit si, we father jo marji kari jave, but the daughter should keep quiet and not bring this issue. What could be the mental stage of that child? Jinu mother ne support ni kita. And, and who is the abuser? The father in the house. We look up for, for everything. Like we go to that person. And that, and that was, I was left speechless. Even if today after I talk about, I have goosebumps. Even if today I talk about that case. But this is the situation with our community. There's, oh, so in the work that I do with, with core voices and also with, um, so I work as a, a therapist with sick mm -hmm. music. And, um, I've encountered a lot of different incidents within our community, in the Punjabi community, mm -hmm. where the the perpetrator is the father and mm -hmm. the mother hasn't supported the daughter. Yes. Um, and I'm like, I see those faces of the victims in front of me right now as you were speaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's not isolated. It's not just a one-off that, you know, there's one, people say, oh, there's one bad apple. It's not everybody's the same. Yes. That's irrelevant in this situation for me. I mean, it, it's not about apples. It's about human life and abuse. And when a father is abusing his own daughter, mm -hmm. you know, that is disgusting. Yeah. That is wrong. And for the victim for the to come forward and actually ask for support, yeah. And to be rejected, that support, and be told yes. to rip it because mm -hmm. it's going to bring shame to the family. Yeah. So that that makes me so angry. So yeah. angry. Yeah. 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 That, that doesn't correlate. That's mm -hmm. not justified. We can't claim that we walk on a path of righteousness to do the right thing and we follow the teachings of the gurus, but at the same time, we turn our eye away. We turn a blind eye to this, oh, my God, these atrocities that happen, you know? Yeah. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this, and it really... I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. too common. It's happening everywhere. And the problem is that men don't know because women talk amongst women. Yeah. Women don't talk to men because men are the ones that do this to women in the sick yes. community. Yes. So yes. how do we get this information that we're aware of as females in the Punjabi and Sikh community? How do mm -hmm. we take that information to the men in the community? 
So I, I think when we have started talking about these things, when we have accepted this, yes, this gap is there in the information or this gap is there in the awareness, enlightenment or whatever we say. So that's the first thing. Now, when we have put the problem in bold letters, so we have done half of the job. So we have this problem and now we have to work around that problem. We can use all type of media which are available. We can use all type of community resources which are available, um, unique to every country. So, for example, we can use social media. We can use our television, songs, everybody. And even those public figures who, who are well-respected and youth, they are very inclined to listen to their messages. We can use them as platforms. So there should be very heavy campaigns um, and, and it's the need of the hour. We can be late in that. We, we were already very late. I, I agree that we are late to the party. Um, this is what we're trying to do in the Core Voices space here. Um, we've launched a survey that we're trying to gather um, information in the Punjabi and Sikh community on sexual mm -hmm. violence so that we can quantify and understand how vast and deep-rooted the issue is. Um, and we've also, um, in this past week, kicked off the hashtag of SikhMeToo. Mm -hmm. that there'll be solidarity from other organizations and from the community to actually help us to unveil and unearth this problem. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions as to in the future if we lived in an ideal world or how to get to that ideal world to resolve and prevent these sorts of incidents? I think awareness. Awareness is the only thing by which we undo what is existing and redo what we want to do. So this could only happen with awareness. Enlightenment karna because most of the women most of the men phone check it's an abuse. So am I abusing? And am I living with an abuser? Am I abusing the other person? Parameters, guidelines, personal space, freedom, choice, consent. And men and women need to be treated as equal partners to each other. Then we can think about any type of change or any type of other um, utopian situation coming into place. This is the first step. Thank you. Thank you, Puneet. And, and I'm excited for Core Voices to work alongside ECHS to address this issue in the community. And hopefully we can get to that point where we eliminate the problem at some stage. I would love to be at that point together to make our community safe again. Yes, together we can. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Would you like to leave our listeners with a closing message before we end our show today? Uh, I think we had uh, messages coming at every five minutes of the show, but my only message is that when we talk about women, talk about them with respect. If she's in a trouble and she's discussing some with, something with you, she's trusting you. You don't need to make a song about her. Trust them, support them. This is very important for women and men as well. It's no one else's duty, but every individual's duty to help them. Thank you, Puneet. Such a beautiful message. And I hope that everybody who's tuning in today 
takes away a lot from today's episode. So much valuable and amazing information for me that you shared with us. I'm so grateful for you to have been here in the Core Voices community. I'd love to have you back so that we can carry on and talk more sure. about your amazing work. I would look forward to come back to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being on the show Thank today. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you for tuning in to Core Voices. Thank you. Thank you to Sweet. Thank you for having me.